Ayuruvin daf pebet. The last thing we we were discussing was the Mishnah, the bottom of pe'al famud aleph, that uh, giving money to a storekeeper doesn't get you a part of the ayruv, but a regular by giving money to anyone else in the in the neighborhood does get you part of the ayruv. And review that said by Medvamamurim is by Iruvet Homin, by Iruv Hatserot, you could uh, do an Iruv for someone whether he likes it or not. And we saw that uh, Shmuel said that when review that said by Medvamamurim, he was arguing on Hachamim. And review Shabbat Navi said that when review that says by Medvamamurim, he's coming to explain Hachamim. And with that, we are starting Pe Bet Amur Aleph. Second line from the top, where it says Gufa, in the middle of the line, Gufa, Amar Rabbi Yosho Ben Levi, Kol Makom Shamar Rabbi Yehuda, Ematai, Ubameh, Bemishnatenu, we learned before, that anytime that Rabbi Yosho Ben Levi said, that anytime Rabbi Yehuda said, Ematai, or the words Bameh, in our Mishnah, he's not, Eno, Ela, Lefaresh, Divrei Hachamim, he's not coming to argue, rather he's coming to explain Divrei Hachamim, Verbi Yohanan Amar, Ematai, Lefaresh, Ubameh, Lahalok. Ematai is coming to explain. When he says the word Bame is coming to argue. So now the Gemara is asking the Ematai the Fareshu, the Ematai is coming to explain. We learned in the Mishnah, Ve'eluhen Apsulin, these are those who are Pasul to give testimony, the Pasul the Aidu, Tamsahek Bakubiya, someone who plays with dice, a gambler, Umalve Beribit, interest, Umafrihayonim, people who have uh, dove races, they make their birds uh, have races and they're gambling that way and some say no that you steal birds, you make your birds fly one place and you take uh, all the other birds from there, you take other people's birds. Those who make money with um, with shiv'it uh, fruit, uh, all these are asur midrabanan and the idea behind all this is that you're getting yourself used to stealing. So midoraita, you're technically okay for uh, giving a testimony. You're not a thief midoraita. However, hachamim gozer that all these people they're making their money the the wrong way, and therefore it's asur. Amar Yehuda, says ematai when. It's asu, your pasul aidut is when that's your only business, that's your only livelihood. But if you have another uh, way of making money that's not it, you are now kasher aidut. And Tosafot is of the opinion that the reason that uh, the, the, the gamblers are asur because not, not because it's an asmachta, that means we're relying on something that it's not really there rather he holds the gambler is really a source because he, he doesn't do anything else this is his livelihood and also he explained that this wouldn't be a uh, this wouldn't be an asmachta since over here you don't have any like ability to, to fix the outcome at all in your hands it's just you're throwing a dice or you're playing cards or you're playing the lottery and then Afkami Nai explains that if you did gamble and you lost, you don't really have to pay. And a very interesting Tosfot, and this is not the place for it. Uh, the place will be Bezad Hashem, we get the Sanhedrin. But uh, if you want to look at it, the Rishonim over here and the Halakha over here is great. Now, either way, we said, We said in the Braita, Hachamim said, Whether you have a, a different job or you don't have a different job, bottom line is you gamble, your pasul aidut, midrabanan. Bottom line is, what do we see? That Rabbi Uda said, and he's for sure coming to argue. He's not coming to agree with Hachamim. 
So the Gemara explains now, Hahi Derbiuda that over there when Derbiuda was talking, Amar Bitarfoni. It was Rabbi Uda talking in the name of Rabbi Tarfon, the Tanya. We have, uh, we have Mishnah, uh, two guys are sitting together and they see a man walking down the, the road. And one guy says, I'll be a Nazir if he's a Nazir. And the other guy says, I guarantee you he's not a Nazir and I'll, I'll, I'll be a Nazir if he's not a Nazir. And Amar Vyuda, Mishu, um, Rabbi Tarfon, the Ulam, any had mehim Nazir, both of them are not Nazir. The fish in Nazirut El Hafla. When you when you have to be when you're being nazir, you have to specify I'm going to be a nazir. Can't rely on anything else. Alma, bottom line is what do you learn from Rabbi Tarfon's words? Kevadim sapeka le nazir nazir. Since we're not sure if he's a nazir or not, lo Then he's not going to be mishabed himself. He's not actually going to be a nazir. Hachanami over here also kevand lo yada ikane ilokane lo gamar makne. The reason over here by gambling. As a person, he really doesn't want to give the money. And since he really doesn't want to give the money, when the other person's taking the money from him, he's Gozel Midraban. It's called Gezel Midraban. And therefore, he's Pasul Laidut. And really, Hachamim are arguing on Rabbi Uda in the name of Rabbi Tarfon, but Rabbi Uda himself is not arguing on him. So, this Mishnah that you brought is totally different. It's not the same idea. Hadran Allah Halon, and now we're starting the eighth parak of Masakh Eruvin, Ketzad Mishtatfin. Ketzad Mishtatfin Bithumin. How do we do a shituf by when it comes to Tehum? We all want to go to, uh, to more than 2,000 amot of the city. How do we do it together? So many I put a barrel, like, for example, with food or drink, whatever it is. This is for everyone in the city. Or Lechol Mishayelech, Lebeta Avel, or Lebeta Mishteh. Or whoever wants to come with me to the Beit Avilim tomorrow, or anyone wants to go to the Shabbat Hatan with me tomorrow, and anyone who accepted uh, this Iruv uh, that he's doing for him while it's still day, Friday afternoon, Mutar. However, Asur, once it became dark and you and then you accepted, oh, I, I'm going with the Iruv, and and you you don't do the Iruv one, meaning you don't be uh, or don't agree to the Iruv. Once already nightfall came. Amar of Yosef. Now the Gemara starts. Amar of Yosef says, "En me'arvin ela l'dvar mitzvah." We only do an eruv for mitzvah purposes. And over here, the Hagahot Asheri and the Bet Yosef bring a big machloket that if I was me'arev l'shem mitzvah, could I also go for not the mitzvah purposes? Meaning. Meaning, if last night, I, Friday night, I went to the Beta Vale, Shabbat Hatan, whatever the case may be, can, uh, can Shabbat afternoon, can I go to the same area to go hang out with my friends? And that's a machloket uh, of the poskim. Now, the Gemara asks, my kamash ma'alan, what are you coming to tell me, Tani now? We said it in the Mishnah, the whole Mishelech, the Beta Vale, the Beta Mishte. It says in the Mishnah that Dafka Yudur, whoever wants to come to the Beta Vale or the wedding. Now, the Gemara explains, no. Without of Yosef's words over here, Maudetema would have said, or Ham Demil Takatane, just, you know, the usual way uh, the, the Mishnah wrote, meaning usually people do an Iruv Tehumin for mitzvah purposes, Kamash Ma'alan, Dafka for mitzvah purposes, and not for your own personal uh, uh, enjoyment. Now we learned in the Mishnah, anyone who uh, agreed to be part of this Iruv while it's still day, you could be part of it. If it was, but if you agreed to it at night, then it doesn't count. So we learn from here that there is no concept of brera where you reveal what you wanted retroactively. It means if I agree now, it shows that before I also wanted to agree, and then it, it counts. 
We don't hold like that. The end shmat mina and brera. The yes brera because if we did, uh, if we did hold of this brera concept and whatever you hold Friday night, you really wanted uh, Friday afternoon and it should count. The yes brera. If we did have that concept, then we could easily say that oh, if you agreed to it Friday night, then you must have agreed to it uh, Friday afternoon, and uh, you should uh, be able to carry where everyone else carries. Amar no, that's not the that's not the diuk of the Mishnah. That's not the machloket. Even is there brera? Is there not brera? It says, did we tell him or not tell him? Meaning, if they only told him about the eruv Friday night, it doesn't make a difference if there's brera or not. Because even if there is brera, he didn't even know about it to agree about it. However, if they told him, well, it's still day. Even though he just said yes Friday night, or I mean, they told him that during Minha and he only agreed to it Friday night after Arvit, uh, then it'll count because he knew about it. Then we could say Brera. So that's where the Mahlok is. There's nothing to do if, if this Brera or Brera. It all depends when they told it to him. So Amar Katan Ben Shesh Imo. holds that Katan, six years old. Even though his mother didn't actually say that uh, she's doing iruv for him, even though his uh, he himself didn't say I'm doing iruv with my mother, he is considered as part of his uh, mother, and therefore uh, he's going to follow her wherever her iruv goes. And uh, the idea is, Tosfor explains that a mom can't leave uh, the home without taking her child who's six years old. Uh, he needs to be with him. Metive. What we learn in the Brayta: Katan imo. A katan who needs his mother. He goes wherever her iruv is. But if he doesn't uh, need his mother, and then he doesn't, uh, need to, he doesn't follow where his mother's iruv is. Rather, you have to make another iruv for him. Again, as Hinuch purposes. Now, we also learned by the Gabe Sukkah, same idea. Hinuch idea is a katan who doesn't need his mother. Midrabanan, you have to he has to send the sukkah the Havina Ban. We asked Bezu Katan Sha Insaklimo, what's a katan doesn't need his mother? I'm I'm read the better Vianai. They said the Midbet Midash of Vianai calls any more Mikanahto. Whichever child goes to the bathroom and doesn't need his mother to clean him, or Bishamakisha Ma Koshani or Veno Kore Ima. Any child that uh, wakes up in the morning and doesn't scream mommy. Ima Sokadatah what do you mean uh, doesn't call mommy even big kids when they get up they say mommy that's their first thing that's where they're going to get their breakfast from what, what's a katan a katan is when he gets up in the morning he, say, he cries mommy 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 until she comes a gadol a kid who's a little bit older he uh, he's calls mommy once and uh, that's it so what's that age limit? Four or five years old. Now, bottom line is we're saying a child that needs his mother is four or five years old. This is a problem with Rav who said that the child who goes with his mother in Iru purposes is a six-year-old. So the Gemara explains, When Rav said the six-year-old, The father had did Iru to the north, his mother to the south. And where do we bring this kid? And this Ravasi would come and explain that even a six-year-old at the end of the day wants to go, wants to be with his mommy. Metive. Okay, so we have another bright talk. Katan shetzrich leimo yotzei beiruv imo ad ben shesh. 
a katan who needs his mom does uh, follows his mom's eruv until the age of six, and it sounds like until the age of six, all children are the same. And the same way, a one-year-old follow, follows his mommy, even a six-year-old follows his mommy. This goes against Rav Yosho Baravidi, because by him it sounded like uh, the age is like four or five years old. And the Gemara answers, Tiyufta, you're right, it's a big problem on uh, Rav Yosho Baravidi. So now the Gemara asks, But it could also be a problem with Rav Aseh. Because it says Ad ben Shesh, not including Shesh, right? The whole Ad ve Ad bichlal situation. Amar lach Rabaser, Rabaser would answer no. Ad ve Ad bichlal means until the uh, until the end of the sixth year, uh, day before seventh birthday. So okay, lematevetiy uftad the Rabbi Anai v'Rishlakish. So this maybe this should be a problem with Rabbi Anai and Rishlakish, because they figured out uh, from the Sukkah that the uh, Katan that doesn't need his mother is uh, four or five years old, and over here we're understanding on the full six year. So the Gemara says, "Look, Ashia, no, it's not a problem on them. If his father's in the city and he doesn't need his mom that much, so the number is four or five. If his father's not there, then he's going to follow his mom until almost seven years old." We learned A person can do aruf for his little children. Uh, for his little, uh, for his avadim, his uh, slaves uh, that are not Jewish, ben ledatan, ben shiladatan, whether they like it or not, whether they agree or not, they follow him. And the Rashbah gives us a very, very beautiful hidush. Why is it important to tell us about the slaves that are not Jewish? He tells us that they are not like kelim; they don't just follow you. You still have to give them an iruv. Meaning they st- also the part of the melachot that they can't do on Shabbat is walk out of the tomb. And therefore, you have to do an iruv for them also. But if you have Jewish slaves, you can't do an iruv for them. They have to agree to it. Not for your older children over 12, 13. And not for his wife, unless they agree. We have another Braita that says, person can do an Iru for his children who are older than Barba Mitzvah. And not for his uh, slaves that are Jewish. And not for his wife. Only if she agrees. He could do an Iru for his uh, not Jewish slaves. Or for his uh, ch- uh, children under the age of Barbat Mitzvah, Ben Ledatan, Ben Shelo Ledatan, whether they agree with it or not. Why? Because their hand is like his hand, meaning they're always following him, and therefore they just have to follow him like Abed also. With the Avadim, they uh, obviously have to follow him, and with the with the, the with the children, they, uh, there's a Hinuch purpose over here, so you have to follow your father when it comes to Hinuch. Chulan and all of them, whether the, the the children that are younger than the bar bat mitzvah or the slaves that are not Jewish, if they did ayru for themselves to one side and their rabbi, their master, their father did ayru for a different side, yotzin b'shel rabban, they go uh, wherever they are, the master or the father uh, did their ayru. Chutz min ha'isha, except for a wife, why? She could say no. I don't want to go to this Shabbat Hatan. I want to go to the Shabbat Hatan on the, totally on the other side of the city. And uh, she, since uh, she could uh, argue it, that means you can't uh, force one for her. 
So the Gemara asks, Isha Maishana, why is the lady so special that she could uh, say no to her husband's Zairuv? Amaraba, Isha Vechol Dedamela. Really, it's a woman and any with one like her, which is like his children older than Barbat Mitzvah, his Jewish slaves, and so on. Amar Mor, Chutzmina Isha, Pinesh Shechalim Hot. We said that a lady. You can't force an Ayruv on her because uh, she uh, she could always uh, say no and she could do her own. Tama It's all because she could uh, disagree. Hastama nafka But in general, if she didn't argue, she was she she had with her husband's Ayruv. Hakatan eh beresha, but we said in deresha that a person cannot uh, cannot do an Ayruv for his wife. Elamidatam unless she agrees to it. My love, aren't we talking about a case where she said, yes, I want that Ayruv, and we see that uh, without her, con- her explicit consent, it doesn't count? So the Gemara explains, no, look, we don't need specific uh, consent. My elamidatam, what do those words elamidatam mean? They ishtiku, they, uh, you know, they, they just sit and be quiet, and le'apukeh echad amrelo. Meaning, even if they were quiet and they didn't say anything, that's okay, as long as they didn't say the word no. Now the Gemara asks, how could you say that? But we have the other part of the Brayta that says, that if uh, all of them, that they did Ayruv to one side, and their master, husband, or father, whatever the case may be, did Ayruv to the other side, they go by the, the master, but they go by the rabbi, they go by the father, whatever. Ustamao, and it sounds like uh, they, nobody argued over here, and still, Vikatane, Chutzminaisha, Delonafke. So it's, it's, it says that still, you, uh, it doesn't count for the woman. The woman has to do it on her own. She has to have a specific uh, consent. So now, over here, we see that Elamidata is, they have to agree with the Ayruv, and before we said that she doesn't necessarily have to agree with the, uh, the Ayruv. No, here we're talking about a case where they did Ayruv to the other side. That is the biggest proof that they did not agree with what the, the, the master did. So by a lady over there, if she did it on her own, then, uh, then it doesn't count. Now, the next Mishnah says, What's the shi'ur of food that we need for We need two sa'udot for each person. Rabbi Meir explains the amount of food that you eat on hol and not on Shabbat. And Rabbi Uda Omer, the amount of food that you eat on Shabbat and not hol. They're both trying to be lenient. They're both trying to say it's very, very small. Rabbi Meir holds that a person eats on Shabbat more than a weekday. And that's why he said, And Rabbi Uda holds that a person eats more on whole because there's less se'udot. Over here on Shabbat, you have a se'udot sheet, so you eat less than the first two se'udot because you're not going to eat an extra meal. Now, Rabbi Yohanan bin Biraka Omer, the size is mikikar bepundyon me'arba se'in besela. The size of two se'udot is... The size of a loaf of bread that is sold for a pundion, when four se'ah of flour is sold for a se'lah, which is the weight of a half a kav. Now, let me explain. Each se'ah, which is a weight of, uh, of flour, has a six kabin. And that means in four se'ah, there's 24 kabin, which is 48 half kabins. Now, if every se'lah has four dinarim, and every dinar has six uh, ma'ot, and each ma'ah has two pondions. 
So what comes out is that in, in a Selah, there's 48 pundions. And therefore, a loaf of bread that is sold for a pundion, which is 148th of a Selah, with the, which is 148th of a Selah, which comes out to be half a kav. So again, just in, in short, uh, a loaf of bread that's sold for 148th of a Selah, which is the size of half a kav. Rabbi Shimon Omer, no, what's two saudot? Sheteyadot lekikar mishalosh lakav. Two thirds of a loaf when you can make three loaves out of one kav, which basically means two ninths of a kav. Now, the Mishnah is telling us Rabbi Yohanan bin Berokan, Rabbi Shimon argue about the size of a loaf also by uh, by other cases. Number one, Hetziah lebet if a person stayed in a house that has sarat in it, the, the amount of time it takes to eat half a loaf of bread, and if I eat a quarter of that loaf, I become tameh in a sense where I cannot eat teruma until I go to the mikveh. Now the Gemara asks, What's the size of two saudot? For Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda, they didn't tell us, they just told us two saudot. Two loaves of bread that farmers who, who lead the, uh, the cows that they carry around with them, those two loaves of bread. Two loaves of bread from the place called Nahar Papa. Amar le Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef bered Rav. Rav Yosef told Rav Yosef the son of Rav. Abuch keman le. Who does your father hold like Rabbi Meir or Rabbi Yehuda? And he told them, My my father held like a Rabbi Meir, two weekday Saudot. And I also hold like a Rabbi Meir, because if you want to hold like a Rabbi Yehuda, the problem with Rabbi Yehuda is it's hard what people, what, it, what contradicts them is what people like to say is that there's always room for sweet food. And on Shabbat, since you're eating more food and more food and more food, it sounds like you're eating more on Shabbat than you do on Hol. And Rabbi Yudah is the one who wants to say that you eat more on Hol than you do on Shabbat. Now, we learned in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yohanan ben Omer, he said that uh, two se'udot is a loaf of bread that is sold for uh, pundion, which is four se'ah and a se'la. And Rabbi Shimon said two-thirds th- uh, two of a loaf when there's three loaves for a kav. Basically, we saw the Mahloket was half a kav and two-ninths of a kav. Tana. And we learned in the Braitag, Ukrovin, Divrahim, Liot, Shavin. And their, whatever their measurements are, they were very close to each other. The Gemara says, Midame, what are you comparing? How is that possible? The Rabbi Yohanan, comes out, according to Rabbi Yohanan, you have, for an entire kav, you have four saudot per kav. Remember, for two, two saudot in half a kav, so that's four in a full kav. And Rabbi Shimon, and by Rabbi Shimon, you would have nine saudot per kav because he holds it's two-thirds of a loaf of bread when a loaf of bread is a third of a kav. So according to him, it would come out to be that, uh, using basic math, that uh, nine-ninths would be a kav and uh, nine saudot in a kav. So bottom line, what you see is 
On what, according to Rabbi Yohanan bin Biroka, it's four saudot. According to Rabbi Shimon, it would be nine saudot. So Amar Hazdanot, Semein Shlish Lachen Vanin. Now you'd have to take away from Rabbi Shimon a third that you have to give to the uh, to the person who's selling the bread or the person making the bread. You give him a whole bunch of flour. You give him a kav. He's going to make nine saudot worth, but two thirds of about one third he's going to take. Two thirds he's going to give you. So Gemara says, yeah, but still, Fine, great. Even if you add two more to, to Rabbi Yohanan, which is a third more, right? You'd have, okay, to him it would be six, and according to Rabbi Shimon, it would be a nine. That's still big. No, like the other one that Rav Hassan said, that the storekeeper used to take a half. That means Rabbi Yohanan's four saudot really shouldn't be doubled, it should be eight, because the guy took half of it. So the Sigma asks, One is nine, the other one is eight. Sigma explains, They were almost equal to one another. That's eight and nine. Now, Kashyad Rav Hazda, Rav Hazda, Rav Hazda contradicts himself. On one hand, he said that the storekeeper takes a third, on the other hand, he said he takes a half. So the Gemara says, no, Loka When the owner gives him wood to bake with, then uh, he's only going to take a third. But if the guy didn't give him wood, then the price would be a little bit higher and he'd have to pay him half. We'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam. Amen. Ve'amen.